tells what we do Light them up, drink them down Whiskey and cigars all around Cheers, y'all Well, 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 well You know that's the sound of a party about to Welcome, happen Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio program podcast and video extravaganza known internationally Hi, as the world famous smoking and toasting coming to you on the podcast uh, coming to you on the video and coming to you on uh, the radio airwaves That's these right. days so welcome to the program you can't we get away from us my name is cruz my erstwhile co-host i don't know what erstwhile means i just heard somebody <laughs> say it once and it sounded like it was kind of cool so i thought oh, i'll apply it in this case uh my uh, genial co-host is mr ian barry and we are here today to talk about craft beer Fine spirits and hand-rolled cigars, all things that we enjoy in uh, uh, as big a quantities as we can get away with, quite quite frankly. Uh, This is show number 328, which I mentioned because it brings us ever closer to number 333, which will be our special anniversary edition of the show. Do we have a head count for that? Uh, Not yet, but uh, there are, I know, at least... At least a, over a dozen people who have just nice. anecdotally said to me, oh, yeah, I'm going to be there. Uh, <laughs> so what we do on our anniversary shows is we invite everyone who's ever been a guest on the program ever. And, of course, not everyone can make it, but usually a pretty decent it's group a pretty good party. will do. And uh, and they all bring bottles and cans and cigars, and, and we get together a place where we can smoke, and we do the show, and it's a lot of fun. There will be zero planning for that show. For longtime listeners, Bruce, Brian, you guys yeah. are all invited. Yes, you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, on today's program, uh, we had a little late-minute switcheroo, but we got some good stuff coming up. We are going to be talking about a, a new article which names the best breweries in every state. Oh. And we're going to see how how good a job they do, at least matching up with what we All know. Right. Plus, uh, you might listen for your state and see, you know, uh, see what see is considered uh, yeah, see to be. Something, something you yeah. know, somewhere yeah, you've been. That, that's right. we got all kinds of new cigars coming out. We're going to tell you about that. We have, uh, oh, this is interesting. California's smoking band, or tobacco sales band, is on hold. We talked about that last week. But now New York is talking about doing one. So this this madness is is uh, spreading rapidly across the country. Hopefully people will uh, remember that this is supposed to be the land of the free and the home of the brave and not the land of the The land restricted. of the nanny state. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, we'll talk about best cocktails for brunch. We'll uh, tell you about um, someplace new that you might want to visit if you're going to Vegas. Uh, that, that, I like Vegas. Yeah, Vegas is fun. It is fun. You know, I'm not even a huge gambler. Vegas is fun. Yeah, I enjoy Enjoy playing, but it's not just that. It's 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 everything. It's the shows. And, and, it's the food. It's yeah, the it, hanging out and smoking in the lounges and and you don't get to do everything that you'd like to when you're there. But right, that gives you a good reason to go back. Absolutely, I love it. Uh, we will also be trying some very interesting drinks today from the Spetzel Brewery in Shiner, Texas. I love that place. We'll be trying their seasonal. It's the Shiner Strawberry Blonde. Strawberry Blonde. Yeah, it's uh, one that comes out every year uh, from Equal Parts Brewing uh, here in Houston, Texas. We'll be trying. Sueno. It's their pale ale. Sueno. They have Sueno. a beer called, they just called Lager Beer, which is, by mm-hmm. the way, a lager beer. Yes. And it is unbelievable. Yeah. It, it a, is a lot of their stuff is really, really good. Like one of the best of its style that the I've ever had. The first I remember trying from them was a pale ale called Medina Sod, which is really good, too. Uh, but this one is a very, uh, a very pale-colored pale ale, and it is called Sueno, which I'm not sure what that means. Do you know what Sueno means? Sueno. Sweet? Sueno. I guess. Is it sweet? Sueño. Is Sueño. I'm, I'm Sueño. pronouncing it wrong. What, is, what does it mean? Do you know? 
I don't know. All right, oh. we'll find out. Uh, Wiki Brian, if you're out there, help us. Dolce is sweet swinging. Yeah. Sleep? Yeah. I don't know. And from Burlington Beer Company in Burlington, Vermont, of course, their 2022 Imperial Dream Eater. It is the bourbon barrel-aged Imperial Pastry Stout that they put out every year. Burlington Beer Company. Yeah, so very uh, very exciting. We've had stuff in them before, and they've always been good. Uh, Like I said, telling you about some cigars to watch for. And, of course, we'll be back with our uh, incredible, uh, incredibly popular segment, uh, the uh, little thing we like to call Drinking News. And our drinking news teaser headline for this week. There must be something in the water. Don't let it be you. All right, so we'll get to that <laughs> drinking news, uh, of course, uh, uh, always uh, a little bit later in the show. But uh, we want to also say, by the way, thank you. Oh, uh, he just handed me uh, Swain, Sueño. Am I saying that right now? Sueño is a dream. Okay, so it's okay, a dream. So, so I said sleep, but yeah, it was something. <laughs> you were close, so uh, it, it'll be interesting to uh, to check that out again. Equal parts, just another of the smaller breweries yeah. in our hometown that just keeps coming out with yeah. more and more interesting stuff. I mean, they're really, really coming on. It's one of the things I love about the craft scene, even though there have been a few casualties that maybe you know took on a little too much debt or, or whatever it was. The, the pandemic didn't help. But it, kind of in the shadow of all that, there's these small places like Equal Parts and um, uh, just uh, so many great little spots that are just slowly getting bigger and having more influence and, and putting and out Equal more really Parts cool beers. Equal Parts has doubled their tap room. So That's over right. Over double, actually. Yeah. It used to be just yeah, a tiny have. little shotgun kind of area. That's right. And now it's a much bigger room. It's really nice. So and it's kind of like... Uh, uh, Kind of like Heights Brewery is another one that really has that really has come on here, and there's so many in our uh, hometown. Saloon Door, another one that has really come on. So Frost Town, mm, mm. <clears throat> excuse me, I have a tickle in my throat. I have not been to Frost Town, it's but right you've by been, your house. You've been raving about it for a it's while. It's right by your house. <laughs> all right, all right. Their coals is unbelievable. We need to go. We need to go. So, all right, looking forward to that. Also, want to say a big thanks to last week's uh, special guest, Rachel with Maker's Mark. She was so much fun to have on the she show. She was a blast. Yeah, we had a, she had a she had a good she time had a good too. time. We had a good time having her on, and she has already confirmed for the anniversary show. By the I way, I love so that. She will, love that. Yeah, she will so be fun. Uh, she will be coming to that. So it's been an interesting week for me, a, a busy one. I've uh, kind of gotten gotten over a little cold. I'm feeling much better now. Just a tiny, tiny tickle in my throat somehow. So if I have to stop and drink beer. To keep from coughing, you'll excuse me. I'll, yeah, I'll understand. I'll, I got right. your back. I got your back. I'm going to do that while you maybe enlighten me on something you may have had to uh, so, smoke this week that was interesting. <laughs> I did. I walked into uh, my normal stop, uh, Casa de Monte Cristo, this morning and uh, saw Steve in there and said, Hey, what's How is good? Steve doing? I haven't seen he's, him in a little he's while. He's doing great. Last time I was in there, I, I, I missed him. He wasn't while there. I was sitting in there, a guy came in. <clears throat> And uh, he got an application. When's the last time you actually saw a paper application? Oh, I didn't know you did. I thought you all did everything online. Right? Now. It's yeah. so crazy. He came in and uh, got an application. Was sitting out filling it out. So can you imagine like going through the paper applications at the cigar shop, and you're like, oh, this guy. I don't know. Maybe a little messy. It looks like he like burned the edge of the paper here. He's hired. He's hired. <laughs> <laughs> that was from a cigar. He's hired. So uh, I, I didn't. I was kind of <laughs> casting around. I didn't know what I wanted. Um, and uh, Steve pointed out that they had the new Parta- uh, Partagas. Mm-hmm. Sorry, P- Partag- What was I going to say? I think Partagas. Partagas. Yeah, they had the new Partagas there. Uh, uh, it was a partnership with El Titan de Bronze mm-hmm. from uh, Miami. Oh, very interesting. And I haven't had any of their cigars. I think we talked about that um, a little bit on the show that that was coming out. 
Right. And, and that was so, one of the cigars yeah. to look for, right? Mm-hmm. And um, this is a Corona Gorda, six, uh, six and a quarter by uh, 45 ring gauge. Um, Corojo wrapper, uh, Nicaraguan binder, Nicaraguan filler, beautiful uh, milk chocolate covered, uh, colored, covered. It's the first time. Where, Partigas, what am I doing here? It's the first time Partigas has ever done, uh, as far as I know, a collaboration. A collaboration, yeah. right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know that there's any others. Uh, beautiful milk chocolate uh, colored wrapper, uh, smooth and leathery, uh, medium firmness overall. Uh, with a beautiful, uh, uh, beautiful Partigas band, and right underneath it, a matching, um, a matching El Titan de Bronze uh, brand. This is so this is called the de Bronze, is what they call the cigar itself. And you know, by the way, that that's Spanish for the Titan de Bronze. Yes. Okay. Yes. Just so we clear so, that. <laughs> glad. See, we we're working on that whole uh, yeah translation lingual thing. thing. The pre-light sniff on this, like a classic tobacco, light coffee, a little floral note, and some sweetness. Uh, right off the nose, the uh, pre-light draw, I used a clip on this, got a medium draw out of it right off the bat, sweet, creamy coffee and chocolate is what I was getting from mm. this thing. The initial light, Nicaraguan pepper blast, Boom. right there, uh, and it was good, like big, not brutal, but big, peppery, but, And full. you got that nice big first blast of flavor. Yeah, full Love flavor, it. nutty and sweet, pepper and spices, oh. retrohale is peppery and woody. The retrohale, by the way, on this yeah. um, is a little bit... Strong, so might want to wait. Not till you're for uh, not for a baby. Retro might want to wait till you're into your first third. You yeah. might get a little tickle on your nose there. Um, and for those of you who don't know what the retro hail is, that's when you have uh, a cigar smoke in your mouth. You could do this also with whiskey. It, it really enlivens and brings out some other mm-hmm. flavors. It's when you you take your puff and then you gently exhale it through your nose. Right. And you, no, pick you up, don't you don't inhale it into your lungs. No, no, never. It's just from your mouth but yes. out through your nose. Yes, and out through the nose. And then uh, and if you're doing this with whiskey or any spirit, you, you kind of the same thing. Right. Well, while, while you've got it in your mouth or just after you've swallowed yeah. and you exhale through your nose. And you'll you'll and pick up that. flavors that you didn't even know were there. <laughs> That's it's pretty right. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um so the first third of this starts off with sweet, creamy coffee and nutty notes, perfectly balanced by spicy pepper and earth and underlying tangy leather note weaves throughout. The retro hail is sweet cedar and pepper, solid ash, perfect burn. The second third of this cigar, sweet and complex, some floral notes sneak in and out uh, in this, uh, at this point in the cigar. Cedar, tangy leather, and pepper and spice keep interest high all the way through. So it's a very complex thing. you got mm-hmm. all these flavors weaving in and out here. Retrohale, sweet cedar and pepper with a little coffee touch to it. Solid nice. ash. Good burn. The last third of this, the flavor profile abruptly changes mm. to a spice bomb. In really? the best way. So it was big spice on the initial uh, pepper blast. Yeah. And then the spice kind of comes the back sweet, to you. Yeah. A little mocha, a little coffee. This sounds leather, fascinating. I want, I want yeah. to smoke one of these. And right at the, I mean, it, it, like there was a line on the cigar right at it. it. It just changed. It just went, bam, now I'm a spice bomb. Woody and earthy notes take over along with the spicier flavors to produce a complex bouquet for the palate. Nice. Uh, the retro hail is peppery and woody. Um, solid ash, perfect burn. I'm going to rate this cigar at a four and a half. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, now, so this is interesting because everything you've said makes me want to go get one and smoke it. Because there's one thing I haven't told you. The price. $23. Dude, are you kidding me? 23 Wow. Now, this puts it in the range of... Do you realize you could buy a bottle of Buffalo Trace for that price? <laughs> That's right. You know? This puts it in the category of the uh, Placencia Almafuerte. Right, those sort of ultra premiums, it right? It puts it in the category of the Anniversarios from Padron. The Andalusian uh, Bull. The Andalusian Bull is $18 to $20. Yeah. I mean, 
So you're fighting for a category here. Right. Is it that good? It's pretty darn good. Yeah. It's a great cigar. And if you want to treat yourself, you like what I talked about, buy it. Um, I just think that that's a tough place to be. Well, it really is. I always feel that way about the eight to ten dollar category because there's so many really great cigars there that if yours is eight to ten and it's just good, you know, but not quite as good as some of those others, it's yeah, hard to it's, it's hard to stiff compete. Competition, but at that price point, you're at right. Twenty three dollars. Twenty three dollars more right. than the Alma Fuerte. Right. Uh, it's uh, the same price as the it's, Solomon. It's Alma more Fuerte. than the um, uh, the anniversary series that uh, AJ Fernandez did for uh, H. Upman and for Monte Cristo. So all that being said, it was a great cigar. Just a little. It is twenty three dollars. So buy it and uh, and put it as a special occasion cigar. And uh, and enjoy it thusly. Don't just mm-hmm. don't just blow through this one because it's definitely worth the worth the patience. Right, you, you're going to want to make sure you hold on to that for a good. And, and the four and a half time. is only because of the price. Right. Only solely because of the price. Got Everything it. else performed great on this cigar. Got it. I love it. All right. Well, uh, that sounds fascinating, and I still want to smoke one, but I don't. I don't want to lay out twenty bucks for it. So uh, <laughs> right. so yeah, mixed emotions for sure. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some rare beers that might be worth uh, tracking down, and we're going to tell you about the top craft breweries of 2022. Plus, I'll tell you about my cigar for this week because. I had a really interesting one. Uh, so hang on and come back. And thanks for joining us this week. This is Smoking and Toasting. We'll be right back. Awesome. Uh, welcome back. And those are just such wonderful sounds, aren't they? The strawberry hits the air yeah. immediately. Well, that is true. Ian's opening our uh, Shiner Strawberry Blonde, which is uh, uh, the first beer we're going to be sampling here today. And you are right. Because I've had this before, you know, in previous years. Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as the bottle cap comes off the top, strawberry just oh, just strawberry yeah, hits the, the air strawberry like note crazy. just yeah yeah just kind of explodes into the room and, and in a wonderful way. By the way, it's not it's not at all a bad thing. I so mean, I, I, I gotta be honest. I, mm-hmm. I don't remember, like I've had this before. It's been a few years, and I don't remember if I like it. There are two Texas breweries that do what I think are very, very good strawberry blondes, and so I'm giving away already that I do like this. Uh, but Shiner is one, and the other is Southern Star uh, in Conroe. Uh, they also do a strawberry blonde that is, I, I, I think, think, quite good. I don't think I've ever good. tried that. We, in fact, we probably should have done them both the same week and do a strawberry blonde off. But uh, well, There you uh, go. <laughs> it could have been quite, this kind of fun. This is super pleasant. It really is. Uh, this Shiner- is strawberry, uh, but not in the sweet. Like, the nose is very sweet, strawberry mm-hmm. smelling, but it's not a super sweet strawberry beer. Right, that's exactly right, and it's not like a, it's not like a fruited beer, uh, like a fruited sour is a fruited beer. You know what I mean? The, like the, the you can this smell is, the strawberry notes, strawberry, but it kind of floats lightly across the top of the. This is strawberry in the way that, like, when you get a bubbly strawberry, <laughs> right, 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 unsweetened. You know, mm-hmm, it's, it's mm-hmm. that kind of strawberry, and also like on, along with the strawberry, you get that green part of the. Uh, the, like a little the, bit of the strawberry leaf, yeah, like yeah. a little bit, like right up there by the uh, by the stem. Mm-hmm. It's really, really pretty good. It's very refreshing, perfect for summer, uh, and it is a seasonal. I don't remember how long they keep it on the shelf. It's four point three percent, so it's very uh, crushable, sessionable, yeah. yeah. And and it's a, uh, I don't know, it's just a pleasant. You know, again, I've had it before, but it's one of those things I always look forward to when it comes out every year. Uh, it, it just kind of. 
kind of says spring to my taste buds. Strawberries from Poteet, Texas. And Poteet, Texas, by the way, is the strawberry capital of the world. Yes. When I was in high school in Lytle, Texas, south of San Antonio, I was in the marching band, and we would go every year to march in the Poteet Strawberry Festival Parade. And it's a thing they do on a Saturday, and they have, you know, bands and floats and all that stuff. But the good news is uh, if you were in a band and you came and marched there, uh, you got a free strawberry shortcake uh, when the parade was over. Oh, I bet that was. And good. they were amazing, just amazing. Oh, love strawberry Brewed shortcake. With juicy homegrown strawberries from Poteet, uh, from Poteet, the strawberry capital of Texas, with a blend of pale wheat malts for a crisp uh, finish. Strawberry blonde is ripe for drinking all summer long. Cheers. It really does work. It's too. pretty darn good. It really does work. So, um, here's a question. Yeah, talk to me. Did you have a cigar this week? I did, but I'm not sure if we have enough time in this segment for me oh, to okay. finish telling you about it, so I may tell you about it uh, uh, next segment. But but thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, I, I just uh, I wanted to mention that uh, Shiner, even though it's a Texas brewery, they've got some of the best distribution outside of Texas of any uh, Texas beer. There are many Texas beers that are very, very good. Good, great breweries. St. Arnold comes to mind. Uh, Martin House comes to mind. They can be difficult to find their beers outside of Texas, and we have some of those on the show and talk about them. But Shiner, you can find. You, you can, can find. buy Shiner in um, in L.A. Yeah, you can buy I used Shiner. to buy it in Boston. I used to buy Shiner Bach in Boston. Yeah, uh, I have a brother that lives in International Falls, Minnesota. <laughs> um, this is isn't that as far north as you can go and literally. still be in the U.S. except yes. for Alaska? Yes, yeah. there's, there's a border crossing right there. Yeah, and um, and uh, uh and you can get it at his local uh, his liquor local store uh, liquor store. Yeah, um, so, local liquor store. By the way, small town. That's a really well stocked local liquor well, store. Well, I got to tell you, if you are in um, you know, uh, one of the non-Texas states, and you find your store that carries Shiner, ask them about getting this because it's definitely worth it, especially with summertime coming. This is a That's very quaffable, yeah. very quaffable beer. Quaffable, I, I love that. I, I like that. Yep. I'm going to uh, uh, tell you about my cigar in the next uh, segment. Plus, we're going to do a little more drinking. Equal parts, the sueño, which we found out means. Don't you threaten me with a good time. What does it uh, mean? Dream. Dream. Yes, we'll uh, we'll have a dream of a pale ale next. It's smoking the dustin. Uh, welcome back, my friends. It is Smoking and Toasting. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. I love those things. They are very, very good things. Speaking of hand-rolled cigars, you asked if I had a chance to smoke anything interesting this week, and I absolutely did. I, I smoked uh, the Crowned Heads La Imperiosa Double mm. Robusto. Nice. I think you've had this cigar before, haven't you? I have. Uh, La Imperiosa was originally... I'm, I'm going to look up my notes on it uh, and yeah. judge you. Okay, good, good. Please do. It was originally a Cuban brand dating back to about 1910. Crowned Heads uh, revived the name uh, after the uh, popularity of their limited edition Las Calaveras line, which debuted in 2014 and sold out in a matter of weeks. Now, I reviewed a Las Calaveras on the show uh, actually last year, I think. So I must have found one still available somewhere. And sometimes I I do that in the humidor at Specs, the Specs down in Midtown Mm -hmm. uh, by my house, because uh, they have a really nice humidor. And sometimes if you look along the bottom shelf, you find stuff that maybe has been there for a while. It's been there for a little while, yeah. That's where I think I got the Las Calaveras when I smoked it. But in any case, uh, that was something that pretty much sold out in a matter of weeks after it came out. It was so popular that there were constant requests for more. And so when Crown Heads finally delivered, rather than calling it Las Calaveras, 
They made it a full-time part of their lineup, and they named it La Imperiosa. And La Imperiosa is Spanish for the Imperiosa. Very good, very good. So uh, we're it, getting better at the Spanish translation. It actually means the imperative, by the way. I did, I did go and... Uh, <laughs> I did go and look it up. I loved the look of this cigar. Dark brown wrapper, very few veins, a band that looks very much like the old Cuban bands for La Imperiosa, and uh, it gave off some really wonderful pre-light notes. You know how some cigars don't give you much on the pre-light sniff, right. and the other ones are just so rich. This was one of those. <coughs> it was um, it was very, very fun uh, just giving it that pre-light made me, it made me just dying to light it. I got uh, rich tobacco, toffee, and earth oh, nice. on the pre-light. So very, very nice. The cigar uh, sports an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper over a Nicaraguan binder and fillers. It was rolled and blended at the My Father factory in Esteli. So, you know, probably Hard not to much go wrong there. there. Yeah, exactly. Um, it. Uh, I wondered if it would give me a good old-fashioned Nicaraguan pepper blast, so I lit it up, and yes, it totally delivered on its opening blow. Um, it's uh, MPB was a little more like red pepper, but uh, still a nice strong blast before the La Imperiosa settled down. Once it did, I got a lot of different notes on the palate, especially for this early in the cigar. You know, sometimes... <clears throat> Excuse me. Sometimes it takes like into that first third a little mm -hmm. ways before you really start to pick out the different notes, other than right. maybe the the blast of pepper. But these showed up very early: hickory, earth, dried fruit, and a note that reminded me of cookie dough. Oh, nice! Which is very pleasant, and it, and it wasn't like sickly sweet cookie dough, but it was just like uh, mm -hmm. creamy, and it wasn't uh, wasn't quite as sweet as as actual cookie dough. But anyway, for the beginning, it burned very nicely and uh, provided a generous quantity of smoke. Now I have to take a drink because I have a. You go ahead and do that while you're taking a drink. A tickle in my throat, yeah. <clears throat> Around the second third, I uh, started to get um, a note of chocolate, and the pepper eased back for a little bit of uh, uh, creaminess instead. Uh, I still got spice, but the flavor was not dominated quite so much by the pepper. By the final third, I decided that what I'd identified early on as hickory had either shifted to cedar or I misidentified it in the first third. So the woody notes can sometimes do that, <laughs> yeah. though. And mm -hmm. sometimes Oak and I'll hickory find... and mesquite yeah. and cedar. <clears throat> it's easy to peg them all as cedar. But I, I really thought it was more like hickory at first. And then, and I do kind of know my woods because I love char charcoal grilling, but not with briquettes, with actual wood with chunks. Wood, yeah. And so I know the difference between the smell of hickory mm -hmm. and the smell of mesquite and so on. Uh, in any case... Um, I don't know if it was hickory or if it was cedar all along and I just misidentified it. But by the time I got into the final third, it was definitely cedar. And uh, anyway, it was it was really quite good. Chocolate and vanilla worked their way into the mix, making me crave a uh, soft-serve swirl cone. Does anybody know if McDonald's has fixed their ice cream machine yet, or is that still <laughs> is that still down? <coughs> I think that the I think that the ice cream at McDonald's is just a placeholder on the menu. I think it is. Yeah. Once the original pepper blast settled down, the La Impidiosa seemed uh, about medium bodied at the beginning, but that kind of pushed its way up to medium full by the final third. So right in my wheelhouse for where mm -hmm. I like my cigars. You guys, this was a really good one. I, I intend to work it into my regular humidor rotation, and I don't have any crowned heads that I smoke regularly. Mm -hmm. I just will pick one up once in a while. The ash was a bit flaky, but the burn was spot on. I didn't encounter any construction problems at all, which you know left me free to concentrate on just the delicious goodness that I was getting uh, from the tobacco. The Double Robusto is about a $10 to $11 cigar, mm. so I can have two of them for what you yes. paid to smoke the yes. Yeah, so just to give you a little perspective, right? 
Uh, it smoked for about an hour and a half. It was really a wonderful way to start my day this morning, and I recommend it highly. Thumbs up for the La Imperiosa at 11 bucks. I score it as a 6 on price to quality. Awesome. I, I think looked. It, I, I think have, it was really good. I looked on my uh, list of... Uh, <laughs> list of uh, reviews yeah and i've done las caveras and a whole bunch of right. other crown heads but i haven't you haven't, ha- done, I haven't oh, done that so one. i recommend this highly so maybe uh, next yeah. week that's where i'm going yeah go and get it. it's it's funny i just kind of picked it up on a whim and i absolutely loved it so. nice so very nice all right ian tell us what you poured is here all right so what we have here is sueno from Equal Parts Brewing Pale Ale coming in at 3.5%. Okay, so this is a very, very sessionable, <laughs> yes. Proudly so. brewed in can in the second ward, product of the USA, Equal Parts Brewing Company, Harrisburg <sighs> Boulevard. This has a very bright citrusy vibe to it. I haven't even nosed it yet. It's it's uh, just very bright's the word that comes to mind. It's very uh, zing. There's bright, but there's also like a little... <clears throat> Almost like a, a baking spice kind of undertone on the nose. I, I understand that. Yeah, I get it. So and, and, a, and a zest like a lemon or lime zest, lime zest, definitely. Oh my goodness! Wow, that is so citrusy, but not in the orange juice way that a lot of hazy IPAs, you know, give you citrus. This is this is different. I don't know. It's kind of like a. You ever do like a citrus blend tea? Where it blends orange and lemon and uh, lime, yeah, it's yeah. got a little of that vibe to it, to me. Citrusy thing. I think it's lacking in a little carbonation. Um, I could go for a little more carbonation. Yeah, this is not my favorite beer from them. <clears throat> I will tell you right now that like I probably wouldn't reach for this again. Mm. Um, it's not unpleasant. See, I'm going to differ with you. I really like this. You really like yeah, this one? I yeah, I really do. So I it just it's not your typical hazy IPA, but it, but I love it. It's it's just. Very bright and refreshing. Yes, to my palate, this is uh, this is just not where my palate wants to be, mm-hmm. and that's just it. I don't I don't think it's bad. I want I want a little more carbonation on it. I want a little more <clears throat> stuff. Uh, but their lager beer, if you're ever in Houston, I want a little more beer. Pick up their lager <laughs> beer, and it's unbelievable. Yeah, no, and and they've got all kinds of good. Now they've got much darker uh, IPAs and and pale ales that have uh, more heft to them. Mm-hmm. This one just strikes me as a very light and citrusy take on the pale ale style. Mm. Yeah, it's it's got an interesting sweetness to it as well. Yep. But again, I just don't I I think uh, I think that this is yeah, just not for me. <laughs> I'm surprised. I actually would think you would like this. Because I mean, I wouldn't turn it down. It's not like hop heavy. You know, like I know you don't like the pine cone. No, IPA it's definitely thing. got like a culturally Christmas to it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. without being super hoppy. But it's very citrusy. It's lingering. It does linger. Yes, it, it does. Is, linger. It is definitely lingering. I, I, it, it's fun enough. I wouldn't reach for another one. So last week, uh, or earlier this week rather, uh, began American Craft Beer Week. And uh, there is a list that was formulated by Yelp uh, with the best brewery in each state. And the way that they did this was they basically went to the Yelp reviews for the different breweries in each state of the United States. Okay. And they basically looked for the combination of scores that was the highest. So this is all completely consumer-driven. It's not like a... A panel of experts saying, here's the best brewery. And it also, I think, is going to be a little weird. Let me point out 
the power of the Yelp review too. Mm -hmm. Yelp reviews can make a can make a big difference, I think, uh, for a place. Well, they totally can, especially a bad Yelp review can really I think, can really I think, be tough to come back. I think sometimes that's justified and sometimes it's abused. Mm, I uh, think you're right. And that's that's a shame. So um, some of these, I can tell you just from glancing, I'm going to totally agree with, and some I'm going to go what. Uh, so why don't you uh, throw a throw a state out at me and I'll tell you what. Throw a state. Yeah. Let's go Wisconsin first. <laughs> Wisconsin, all the way to the W's at the bottom of the list. Yeah, Stand I thought by. that'd be fun to yeah, do too. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> Wisconsin, uh, they say Oliphant Brewery from Somerset, Wisconsin. I don't think I've ever had anything. From them. I think I think I have before. Um, I think it was something I got in a Tavor order one time, perhaps oh, nice. from Oliphant, but uh, I don't I don't specifically remember it. Uh, but yeah, from Somerset, Wisconsin. Give me another state. Oh, let's do um, <clears throat> Minnesota. Minnesota. That's a good. Uh, that's a good one. L M N Minnesota. From Moorhead Junkyard Brewing Company. I feel like we've had junkyard feel like we have something too. on mm -hmm. here at some point in time. We'd have to look back in the notes. Um, I I just a couple spots ahead of this uh, alphabetically um, from Maine. They chose uh, Portland, Maine's Allagash Brewing Company, and I will tell you that is Allagash a very very good brewery. Good. So I'm dying. What's what's Oklahoma got? Oh, that's going to be interesting because that's where uh, Prairie Artisan Ales is, right? Or were you thinking a different Oklahoma brewery? No, no, I was thinking the same Oklahoma <coughs> as you. Stone Cloud Brewing Company in Oklahoma City. I don't think I've ever had I don't a beer think from so that. either. So, the, no, no, these are these are the best breweries, like destination wise. It, it's or just, just the Yelp ones, reviews. The, the oh, ones that, right. are, so just, that do the best numerically so people, in Yelp reviews. People so. have been there generally for mm -hmm. the Yelp reviews. I think I don't think people are right. buying their beers and then doing a Yelp review. Uh, agreed. This is right. probably so this is all probably the tap room, the ambiance, everything. You can count yeah. it being the locals in each area that right. are, that are uh, pushing these uh, upward in the Yelp reviews. Um, from uh, Wichita, Kansas, they chose Central Standard Brewing for Kansas' uh, best uh, brewery. From uh, Arizona, uh, Front Porch Brewing in Phoenix. I have not been there. I, nice. I have not had any beers from there, <coughs> although I have had some good Arizona beers. Didn't your buddy bring us back Arizona and New Mexico beers yes, one time yes, from a yes. trip, which was that we had we had a really good time with the uh, with those? What about Alabama? Alabama. From Birmingham, Good People Brewing, another one that I have not right. heard of or, or been to, but sounds interesting. Uh, from I kind of like this list. It's, it's locals. It's going to be like... <laughs> right. And, it, and what I like about this is that anytime you're traveling, this would be a great list to refer to and go, right. I want to visit that one because that's the one if the locals... If you're going to be near it, yeah. Right, that's the one the locals like, right. Uh, from Delaware... Uh, you could have guessed this one, Dogfish Head from Milton, Dogfish Delaware. Head, yeah, of course, right. This <laughs> is such a wonderful place, and I have been to Dogfish Head Brewery in, have you? Okay. Uh, in Milton, Delaware. I'm a little yeah. jealous on that one. Yeah, uh, from Florida, uh, oh, Florida from Is from Isla Morta, uh, Florida Keys Brewing, where Florida man gets his beer. <laughs> <laughs> so let's look at Texas, since you and I are both from Texas. <clears throat> Excuse me, going a little further down the list until I get to it here, and Texas, interesting. I do not agree with this one. This is from Carbach. From Carrollton, no. From Carrollton, uh, Texas, Three Nations Brewing. Now, I like Three Nations. I've had yeah. a number of their beers. 
but I would hardly pick them as the best in Texas. I mean, you got you got Martin House in Dallas. You've got St. Arnold uh, uh, here. You got there's so many great but, breweries. But again, this is this is driven by Yelp reviews. So apparently, people are having such an experience there. Apparently, that they're going to go on and do Yelp. It reviews. It does make me want to say. I want to go to Three Nations and check it out. Like, yeah, what, what's yeah. making this get the kind of Yelp reviews uh, that it's getting? So, uh, Rapid City, South Dakota, Lost Cabin Beer. Love the name. Yeah. Gr- uh, Grid City Beer Works in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. We have had some of their beers right. on the show before. And just looking at a few others uh, from Washington State, which is a big beer state. Mm-hmm. Seattle's Georgetown Brewing Company uh, wins the Yelp review there. So, uh, kind of interesting. Vermont has um, Morrisville, uh, Vermont's Lost Nation Brewing, which I have heard of, but I don't know if I've had any of their beers or not. Don't know. Let's look up. We're just, uh, we're just twisting up the list here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just kind of randomly going through, but starting to think about states that I find what interesting. What about L- Oregon? Oregon. Oh, very good. Let me know. P. As Portland has become such a big yes uh, uh, mecca for beer. Boneyard Beer from Bend, Oregon. Boneyard. Yeah, so and we've, we've had, had Boneyard we've had Boneyard there. and it has been, as I recall, quite good. <clears throat> uh, okay, so from Boise, Idaho, uh, Barbarian Brewing, great name. I haven't had any of their beers. That, that is a great name. I've uh, driven through Idaho. From Colorado, it's not the most exciting state to drive through. Colorado's a big beer state, big time. Uh, yeah, a Broken Compass Brewing in Breckenridge. Oh, I don't think I've ever, ever had that. Yeah, uh, from Salem, Connecticut, Fox Farm Brewery. From Alaska, Devil's Club Brewing in Juneau. Huh. Devil's Club, huh? Devil's Club. (laughs) California, one I've never heard of. From Vista, California, Pure Project Brewing. No, don't know it. I'm not familiar with it at all. Uh, Trying to take a look at a... Oh, Illinois, Beguile Brewing. B-E-G-Y-L-E, Beguile Brewing in Chicago. Spelled kind of like Argyle? Yeah, I guess. It's uh, out of Chicago. Uh, Massachusetts. This one kind of surprises me. Samuel Adams, Boston Beer Works in in Boston. Can you imagine? Like I've never been there, but can you imagine how cool their uh, their place is to go? I have been there, and it is very cool. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't pick know. them as my absolute favorite, but I love them, and I love what they've always been about in the industry. So anyway, very interesting list. Uh, if you want to find out what your state is, we didn't mention it. Just. Uh, uh, hit us up, uh, st at rfcmedia.com. We'll let you know. Uh, we'll be right back. It's smoking and toasting, and there's more to taste. So stand by. So greedy. <clears throat> Welcome back. It's smoking and toasting. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We're heard uh, weekly on great radio stations like... Like the one you're listening like, to right yeah, now. We, we have no idea which station. <laughs> They'll tell us eventually. It'd be nice if they told us. Um, we're, we're talking about this list from Yelp, where they went through the Yelp reviews and kind of took the top-rated, top Yelp review-rated brewery from each, um, craft beer brewery from each state across the country. And a couple of these I thought were really interesting that we didn't mention in the last segment. Uh, in Missouri, Kansas City's Boulevard Brewing uh, was the yeah. top name. And we've had a number of their beers on the show, and they're very, uh, very great. respectable. Yeah, I'm not familiar with this one, but I'm surprised in Michigan. Because Michigan has so Michigan many has some amazing great breweries. Bells yeah. is in mm-hmm. Michigan. Founders. Founders is in Michigan. 
But the brewery that did best in this is from Traverse City, and I've never heard of it. The Filling Station Microbrewery. No idea. And now, if it beat out those others, I, I, I feel how like good is I feel it? like how good is it? Exactly. We're going to go try this. That's um, awesome. Uh, from Maryland, and I lived in Maryland. I am not familiar with Streetcar 82 Brewing Company out of Hyattsville, but uh, sounds interesting. Central Standard Brewing in Wichita, Kansas. I think I mentioned that one. Oh, Louisiana. Louisiana. Now, I think that Louisiana is home to some uh, several of my several of their breweries would land in my top ten. Uh, yeah, like Parish, Parish, uh, Nola, Terrapin, and Nola. Terrapin. Yeah, a- absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but the New- uh, the Louisiana winner was from New Orleans. It's Parlow Beer Lab, and I've never heard of it. I've never been there. And so, it's in New Orleans. And it's in New Orleans. Okay. So, so well, there's a stop. See, one of the cool things about a list like this is there. Right. Are, I, I'm going to go to New Orleans at some point. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm going to go to New Orleans. At New some Orleans point. at some point. Yes. Hellbender Brewing Company was uh, the number one in D.C. Washington D.C. And Fox Farm Brewery in Salem, Connecticut, made the list. And again, never heard of those. So I think it's a fascinating list. You can find this at uh, blog.yelp.com if you want to look for the gotcha. list. What did Pennsylvania get? Oh, Pennsylvania. That's a great one. We didn't check, did we? <coughs> Pennsylvania has some great breweries, too. I've never heard of it. It's in Braddock, Pennsylvania, and it's called Brew Gentleman. Never heard of that either. Isn't that so interesting? Rhode Island, Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Crooked Current Brewery. Not familiar with that. No, but that's a great name. It is. It really is. <laughs> Uh, I'm just trying to look and see if there's any others that I, you know, recognize or that we've had. But yeah, Freedom's Edge Brewing in Wyoming and Cheyenne. So <coughs> I don't know, man. I think so. This is the methodology. It's an all-time list of the top breweries in every state according to Yelp. They say we identified businesses in the brewery category on Yelp, then ranked those spots using a number of factors, including the total volume and ratings of reviews. The list looked at businesses in the United States. All businesses were marked open on Yelp as of March 3rd, 2023. And when available, all businesses on this list have a passing health score as of March 3rd, 2023. Oh, well, I suppose that's so a good also, thing, right? Also good to know. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so anyway, very, uh, very, very interesting. Uh, that would, that would, you know, uh, this is a list you could spend some time with because, yeah. like you said, you'll be going to some of these places. And do they just give the top <coughs> one or do they give you a few? Just give the top one gotcha. of, each, uh, of each state, although I'm sure... That you could go on Yelp, yeah. You could for filter an individual it. state you and could filter, filter it yourself yeah. if you wanted to uh, to see some of the others. You know, but, you I'm, know, I'm thinking maybe we pick a state at some point in time and just do a beer tour. Oh, that would be so much fun, like a pub crawl, except just yeah. a brewery crawl yeah. across the state. Yeah. <laughs> we have to pick a small state, so we, you know, if, if we try to do that in Texas, it'd be hours between uh, between Texas breweries. Texas is pretty big. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, uh, tell you about a few uh, cigars to watch for uh, coming up in the, the next uh, couple of segments. And we also are going to track down, this I think will be very good, we're going to track down the world's best value bourbons. Value bourbons. Yeah, you know, so these are the ones where you are getting a lot of bang for your buck, probably not too expensive. This is an important thing to know. Well, I have an right? idea for a show coming up at some point in time in the very okay. near future is we have to have a bottom shelf taste test. Oh, I like this idea. I mean, we'll probably spend at least <coughs> at least twenty dollars, hundred dollars yeah, buying right. like bottom shelf beer. That that'd be very ten or twelve bottles. So, would you do it like just like a whiskey bottom shelf taste test, for example, or a, or a? Uh, I think a, I think we could do categories. Yeah. 
So bottom shelf vodka. Whiskey. I don't think anyone wants to do like a, a, a bottom shelf tequila one. Dude, not only that, but this reminds me, you were the one that had the bright idea of doing the malt liquor blind taste test. So, uh, <laughs> so that was it. What is wrong with me? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. But uh, hopefully you'll have it looked at. Uh, all right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. It's Smoking and Toasting. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And uh, we got to tell you about some cigars to watch for coming up. I love that sound But not as much as I love the next sound you're going to make The cellophane coming off the top of the bottle Welcome back to uh, Smoking and Toasting I like it so much I usually do it at home before I bring the bottle in I know So, uh, But in this case I didn't So nice very, very nice. So, going to be trying some rum here momentarily, but before we get into that, Ian uh, and I have talked about the fact that we both love going to Las Vegas, Nevada. It's uh, just the kind of town that seems to invite people who are kindred spirits, you and I. There's so much to do. And you know what? <clears throat> if you're bored in Las Vegas, you're not even looking around you because the people watching there is like, well, it's second to none. You think Walmart's interesting? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Holy no, Vegas cow. Is, Vegas is all about it. <laughs> Another thing that I love about uh, about Vegas is Nevada passed several years ago a smoking ban, which would mean you can't smoke cigars in any of the bars or uh, casinos in Las Vegas. And Las Vegas kind of said, nah. Not so much. And they backed down. They're act- because there was supposed to be a smoking ban that would go into effect. In Las Vegas, and it never happened. Or if it happened, it happened for like a week, and they were good. This isn't. Yeah, I mean, uh, you got to think, man. The entire state of Nevada, right, is is really like their their income is Reno and Las Vegas. That's right. You you start uh, putting too much pressure on them, and it's gambling towns. Yeah, like, exactly. Those towns are there's, like, no, there's no other reason for Las Vegas to be there. Well, there's some great. Great places to smoke in Las Vegas. Uh, it has remained a cigar lover city, and recently, uh, this sort of quietly extended to the Wynn. Now, the Wynn is one of the more expensive hotels and casinos in Las Vegas, but they've been upping their game with renovations and expansions. And over the past two years, they not only redid the adult beverage program at all 34 venues under their roof, but one of the biggest changes was they they took the space formerly known as the Parasol Up and turned it into a new cigar-friendly Overlook Lounge. And it is opulent and wonderful. The Circular Lounge is perched on the edge of the casino floor, looks out in different directions over the gaming action, and into the foliage of the Wind Conservatory and down to the Lake of Dreams. Oh, how awesome is that? Uh, Overlook is easily the most opulent lounge, they say, among many in the uh, mega resort, with its design inspired by the Regency period, from the palm frond murals on the ceiling overhead to the multi-layered drapery of rich fabrics pouring down the wall. Wooden chairs are upholstered in velvet cushioning, and it's just, uh, there's a photo of it in Cigar Aficionado, and it's just, I, I can't wait to I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. And it, it's very different from, like, your typical all-guy leather chair cigar lounge. One of the one of the best <laughs> times that uh, me and my wife went to Vegas for our honeymoon, mm-hmm. and one of the best times that we had, and she still talks about it, I still talk about it, to this day was we wandered into Caesar's Palace. We'd been wandering around for most of the day just kind of doing this, seeing mm-hmm. stuff. She'd never been to Vegas. So, oh, cool. So, like, just seeing the sights and stuff. We wandered into Caesar's Palace, <laughs> and right in the middle of the game floor was a cigar lounge. Oh, uh, yeah. And it was crazy because you walk right up into the cigar lounge, and you just, all the noise 
and it's just open kind of to dissipates, it, but it's all right? just kind yeah. of goes away. And someone comes up and takes your drink order. Great cocktails. There was a there was a uh, piano player sitting there. What cigar do you want? Comes over and gives you all the stuff. To, you know, clips it for you and gives you the light. And uh, and we just sat there in the midst of all this crazy commotion. Sat in this calm, like oasis. And just enjoyed it so yeah, much. Yeah, that's so cool. You know, it was just, and when, then and then we went on about our day. But that's just one of those moments where you can't always recreate it. When I was in, when I lived in Philadelphia, Atlantic City was about an hour drive away, mm-hmm. and I used to love to go to the Borgata there. They had this great little lounge where you could smoke cigars. Uh, it just right, like you said, right in the middle of all the casino action. But they had this guy, this like Frank Sinatra impersonator dude, that would come and sing, and it was just like it was perfect, man. You just <laughs> yeah. sit there, you sip a cocktail, <laughs> you'd have a cigar around you, you're hearing all the ding, ding, ding of all the machines, and you got you know imitation Frank up there singing <laughs> "Fly Me to the Moon." You know, it right, seems great. Right. It was just, there's just something awesome. about it. like sometimes that 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 atmosphere is great. Well, Overlook is the place in the wind if you want to go and try it. And you can tell from the pictures in the Cigar Aficionado. You can find the article online or in the magazine. You can tell from the pictures. It's a, it's a thing. you got to check it out. So. so I'm nosing this rum. Yeah. Talk to me about what you're getting here. This, By the way, we haven't talked about what this is. This is Botran number 18. Uh, it is a Guatemalan rum. You don't find a lot, a lot of rums from Guatemala. Uh-uh. So what so, you got? on the nose, mm. I'm going to say cola. <laughs> yes, you're so right. Cola, like there is for a sure. cola, brown sugar, almost a, a, a almost a root beer kind of thing yes, going you on. Totally nailed it's, that. It's really really interesting, and it's really really nice smelling. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you totally nailed that. Now this print is really small, it is so, so I'm going to hand it to you to see if you can and delicious make anything out of that. Uh, um. Mm. Five rum-loving brothers travel from Spain to wow. Guatemala to create a legacy. Ron Batran, number 18, Reserva de la Familia, is a tribute to the oldest of the Botran brothers, uh, Don Venancio. Mm. Venancio, sorry. Uh, born in 1893, he was the first brother to touch Guatemalan lands, uh, drawing inspiration from them to open the path towards Botran's rum mastery legacy. Uh, Rombo Tran, number 18, Reserva de la Familia, is a blend created in his honor, which captures his essence and the determination that uh, characterized him. This is really small, by the way. A sophisticated yeah, and delicate rum on the palate. It is a result of a combination of finest rums belonging to the Botran family reserve. It is a rum distilled from uh, virgin sugar cane that builds its character within our dynamic aging system. The hallmark of Botran, the hallmark of a Botran rum experience. <clears throat> um, Botran number eighteen, Reserva de Familia, is the taste of perfection, ideal to taste a neat or with an ice cube. Well, I'm telling you, this is absolutely delicious. You do get, although it's not quite as dominant as it is just on the nose, but you do get a little of that cola, and then you get vanilla. And you get sweet maple, mm-hmm. and it's really delicious. Maple, yeah. So it's interesting because the maple happens. I didn't get it on the nose mm-hmm. at first, but after you take that first swallow and you taste that maple towards the back of the palate, it's almost like it's very, it's very obvious. It's almost like time for some waffles, maple. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty good, and it's real sweet, but sweet in a good way. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's what not, does a bottle of this go for? It's about a fifty dollars bottle, forty eight, I think. Um, that's a that's a pretty dang good. Yeah. Dang good uh, 
rum right there. And you know this. I, can you imagine like a, a mixed drink with this rum? Oh it's God. got so much it's character, got so much character and flavor to it. Yeah, that I can imagine this only like making that drink better. Yeah, you know, like it's it, this is not like uh, the rubbery, funky rums that you no, get like Jamaica, it's, it's which not, I also love. Yeah, I do too. But this is very it's different. Very from different, and that, like I said, it still has that cola <laughs> kind of nose. If you're that guy that likes like that sweeter kind of rum and coke kind of flavor yeah yeah you'll love this rum this is straight out of the bottle yeah without having to add the coke yeah Yeah, it really is it's it's really quite good i would be interested to see how this would pair with the cigar it seems like it would go very oh i think it's i think that's a no-brainer man i think this would go with almost any cigar because it's it's sweet but it's not um it's not real strong and it's not i don't Mm. think it's palate uh palate wrecking at all i think i don't i agree and there's almost no heat to this. Have you noticed? Like, I, like oh, neither yeah. one of us have even mentioned heat because there's You're almost right. there's no almost heat to none. it whatsoever. <laughs> um, Does it say what the ABV is? I, I it's, 40% it's 40%. Straight 40%, up. Yeah. All right. Straight up 40%. Yeah. That's pretty good. Botran Merino uh, Hermanos. I think we've had Botran before, but not this particular one. Well, this one's, this one's good. Mm-hmm. This one's real good. I'd love to try it with the uh, winner. This new Aganorsa Leaf uh, uh, cigar that I've uh, read about here. Let me share this with you. The Aganorsa Leaf Rare Leaf Reserve line from Nicaragua is getting a stronger version. Covered in a dark Mexican wrapper, it'll be called Rare Leaf Reserve Maduro, and it's expected to start shipping to retailers this month. It'll be full-bodied, but the company says it'll sneak up on you. Uh, it's a little sneaky because it's not aggressive, they say. And uh, it's rich, but it doesn't come across as strong until you've smoked it for about an hour or so. <laughs> I like this idea of the, so the sneaky, strong cigar. The Ag- the Agonorsa, uh Rare rare Leaf Reserve is... Mm-hmm. Um, I gave it a five. It comes in at 11.50, and it's delicious. So I can only imagine this is going to be... So this is going to be like an and extension. And it's a full cigar. I mean, mm-hmm. it starts off with a with a Nicaraguan pepper blast um, and... Uh, I, I put under under my a note on that Nicaraguan pepper blast, spicy pepper stuffed with pepper topped with pepper, with underlying <laughs> pepper. I remember you doing this review, yeah. And, and fresh cut lumber that has been coated with pepper. <laughs> the retro ale is peppery and cedar with notes of pepper. I dig it. I dig and it. a lingering aftertaste of peppered leather. <laughs> well, this new, uh, this new, uh, you know, more bold cigar. They're saying uh, if it's more bold than that, yeah. holy crap! Yeah, it's exactly. Uh, it is uh, a, a dark uh, Mexican San Andreas cover leaf. Two Nicaraguan binders, one from Jalapa and the other from Esteli. I mean, we're, we're entering like LFD. And filler from Nicaragua. We're, we're entering like LFD territory here, like chisel territory, for sure. Right? For sure, it has to be. I'm totally, totally gonna try one. I, I'm, I'm because totally that chisel is a big myself. cigar, but mm-hmm. it's good. Trying something in that neighborhood is really, really nice. And by the way, for the first time in the history of the brand, the non-Cuban Cohiba is releasing a cigar that will feature a Mexican wrapper. You're starting to see more and more companies doing a release with a Mexican San Andres wrapper on so their the cigar. Mexican wrappers are, yeah. like, that's a, that's a, and it's got a spicy thing. So General Cigars announced that they're going to be shipping the Cohiba Riviera next month, a uh, three-size line made with the cover leaf grown in the Mexican San Andres region. Uh, the uh, cigar is produced... Uh, at the STG uh, Esteli fam- uh, factory in Nicaragua, and they're intended to be medium to full strength. Uh, under that Mexican wrapper will be a Honduran broadleaf binder and a filler blend of Honduran and Nicaraguan tobaccos. I have to say, I really like when they combine 
Honduran and Nicaraguan tobacco in the same yeah. cigar. I mean, I, that works for me. That's something about that is right in my uh, sort of taste area there. Uh, Cohiba Reserva will come in three sizes, Robusto, uh, Toro, and Perfecto, and they will range in price from nineteen ninety nine to twenty three ninety nine. So this is pricey. Cohibas are Cohiba. pricey. Yeah, it's Cohiba. Yeah. You expect it. <clears throat> and here's one you'll love, Ian. It disappeared for a while, but Room One Hundred One has brought back the Big Payback Seventy, an enormous cigar that measures seven inches with a seventy ring gauge. I have missed those. Uh, the Huge Smoke was introduced in twenty fourteen, uh, back when uh, Matt Booth was running uh, Room One Hundred One. Uh, and, but it hasn't been in production since 2016. It's now owned by Scandinavian Tobacco Group, and they start shipping to retailers so on the first. The of big June. payback, 770, mm-hmm. was my go-to river, go down a river cigar. Now I, I'm thinking about this because my uh, family on my wife's side is having a family reunion in New Braunfels in July, and tubing is on the list of activities. Yes. And I'm thinking, I got to get one of these big cigars like you love uh, for floating down you the river. Just, you one cigar, <laughs> right? That's all you got to <laughs> do. One mess cigar. With bring another cigar. Yeah, you don't some... have to. And and uh, and I've gotten out of the well. So like since that went away, and you couldn't find them in most places. Sometimes you could find an old stock of them, which was also pretty mm-hmm. good. But um, but uh, you know, when you couldn't find them, I had to go to the LFDs. Mm-hmm. It was well. It's coming back, and with inflation on the rise in the cigar industry. The massive new cigars they say are fairly affordable at a suggested retail price of eight ninety nine each. I love it, uh, but that's before taxes, of course. Cigar stays true to its original mission to repay customers with a large cigar at a value price point. It ships in red and gold boxes. Plus thirty, you gotta love it every time you light up a cigar. It just sticks James Brown in your head. Yeah, oh, totally. I mean, totally. There's nothing wrong with that. That's absolutely right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. We are going to take a break, and we will be back drinking news still on the horizon. And I love this rum. It's this is so a good. find. I want more. Please. Going uh, to pour pours, some in your glass. While Ian pours, I'll just say we'll be right back. It is smoking and toasting. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And I see you have the ukulele ready, but we still have one more segment before we get to drinking news. Oh. So <laughs> I didn't ukulele want to disappoint cocked and loaded. I, I, want to, I want to point out, um, uh, on the on the way uh, back into this segment, mm-hmm. you have a little candy jar mm-hmm. right up by the front desk. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I picked a little Twix out of there. I just wanted them a little single uh, bite-sized Twix. And it goes so well with this, with rum. this rum. Yeah, I'm about <laughs> to pour so more because I haven't had one of the Twix, but I'm hoping there's at least another one in there so I can uh, so I can try one after the, uh, mm-hmm. after the show. Um, there's an interesting uh, site on the internet. There's lots of interesting sites oh. on the internet. Yeah. Do but, they all uh, end with the term hub? Yeah, some of them do, some of them don't. Uh, this one does not. It uh, ends with the term searcher, wine oh. searcher, as a matter of fact. Uh, but they also uh, write about whiskeys and and other uh, items and. They have named the best value bourbons on Wine Searcher. They, they mentioned, by the way, that bourbon is probably the best value in whiskey. And I would agree with that. You can usually get decent bourbons for lower price. Yeah. Whereas if you're looking for non-bourbon whiskeys, you're generally going to have to pay a little more to make sure you you're, pay, yeah, you're, you're, you're getting what you want. But uh, value is, of course, subjective. 
Um, <clears throat> one person's bargain might be another's, you know, inexcusable extravagance. But they went straight, uh, they say, to the... Oh, <laughs> he just brought me a Twix. This is awesome. Thank you, sir. Uh, this is why you're, like, our greatest engineer since Adam. Seriously. Um, anyway, um, they they came up uh, on this wine searcher site with a pretty direct point-to-dollar ratio to give you a kind of a bang for the buck, if you will, okay. with these inexpensive uh, bourbons. And uh, here is the list. I'm totally in for a bang for the buck. Yep. <laughs> That's good to know. Uh, here's the list. Uh, starting out with Heaven Hill Distillery's 7-year-old, which they give a value factor of 1.66. So anything above a 1 means it's scoring above its uh, above its price range. Okay. Okay? Uh, so Heaven Hill Distillery's 7-year-old is the first one, 1.66. Angel's Envy Port Wine Barrel Finish, 1.78. At 1.88, Evan Williams single barrel vintage. Mm. And then at 1.90, Four Roses single barrel. Mm. And remember, all of these are relatively inexpensive. Four Roses is one of those um, <coughs> interesting uh, distilleries. Their standard line, Four Roses, is mm -hmm. not to be uh, looked over. It's really nice. Just but, a regular old Four Roses. I agree. But. The barrel picks and yeah. the um, oh, and oh. the single barrel the single reserves. Barrel. Oh my god, they're so good. They really are. They are. They're. they're so, and that scores a one point nine zero on yeah. on this in terms of the value. George Dickel barrel select two point zero four. Yeah, buddy, I'm a Dickel fan. By the way, mm -hmm. like I think uh, I think Dickel has issues with their um, slogans. Yes, I think they do. Like they kind of suck at that, um, but that's good whiskey. Mm -hmm. uh, next on the list at a two point one two, Maker's Mark forty six. We oh, just had some amazing Maker's that. Mark, but just the regular old forty six is is yeah, you pretty cannot amazing. Cannot go wrong with that. At two point one nine, Elijah Craig, twelve year old. Also can't go wrong. At two point four two, Knob Creek Small Batch. Yep. At two point six zero. Just regular old Buffalo Trace. Yeah, 100%. It really is good. In fact, it's it's almost it's too good. Outrageously good. Yeah. And it's not very expensive. And the biggest one on this list with a value factor of 3.03, .03, Bullet Straight Bourbon Frontier Whiskey. Is great. So those are all relatively inexpensive. As bourbons go, those are inexpensive I actually bourbons. had Bullet two nights ago. <laughs> yeah. And Outstanding. It just, and I want to add, it's not a bourbon, but I want to add another like price breaker Dude, slain Irish whiskey. Slain. For Fantastic. the money you pay for a bottle of that, I mean, it is Remember just that special edition that was, oh, I don't know, $32? Yeah, right, yeah, it was like, oh, and it's it, a couple dollars more. So and it's good. like, wow. Yeah. I've still got a little of that left in the bar. As yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I did is I hid it kind of at the back of the bar because I knew if I put it in the front, it would be gone already. So I bought a bottle of it when I was over at my uh, sister's house. She lives in Round Rock. Mm-hmm. And I left it on their bar, so I always have good whiskey when I go over there. Love it, love it. All right, drinking news is coming up. We got more to talk about, uh, and and we got more to taste too. As a matter of fact, we're going to be tasting some pretty interesting imperial pastry stout when we come nice. back. It's smoking and toasting. So welcome back. It is smoking and toasting. Our program is all about craft beer. Fine spirits and hand-rolled cigars. Those are wonderful things, sir. All right, so uh, during the last segment, <laughs> <laughs> here's, what, here's what's happening. Um, uh, our engineer went out and got me a Twix out of the uh, bowl in the front uh -huh. that you mentioned. And he left it here for me. And during, during the break, I, I opened it, 
took a bite and then went back to this rum, and you could not be more right, Ian. It's so good. It's together. like so good together. It's like it's like a, a it's like some sort of a, a evil plot. It's right. so good. Uh, but this is the Botran Ron de Guatemala, which just means rum from Guatemala, uh, number eighteen, and it's not eighteen years age. It's just number eighteen. So not to be uh, no, but it, uh, it does say Reserva really de la Familia, so it's the family reserve there. It is about a fifty dollar bottle of rum, and I'm going to tell you, it's worth every single it's, penny. You know, it's funny because like when we tasted it, we're like, okay, it's good. It has a like cola. It has a couple other things. None of us were like blown over by the initial taste, but we keep going back to right, it. Like, and it keeps becoming better and better. It's like that second um, Big Head Todd album. Like After you listen to it a couple times, you just you, <laughs> what a you can't great, get enough of it. That is a great example. <laughs> um, hats off to you, sir. That was really good. That was really good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there is a uh, part of our program that has become popular beyond, you know, really any rhyme or reason to be completely <laughs> honest with you but for reason. some reason it has become the uh, most popular segment on our show it's a little thing we like to do in this segment called drinking news drinking news drinking news now it's time for drinking news drinking news drinking news now it's time for drinking news a florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet when asked about his absent arm, he said, uh, I had to take my gator to the vet. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. That was a good save, by the way. Yeah, I, I almost knocked over my water. Oh. But, uh, but I, <laughs> Sorry, I was distracted I by you it. saving your water. <laughs> yeah. I, the last I was part. waiting for that last, uh, last little strum there. <laughs> All right. Well, it's fair to say at, here at Drinking News that there are certain things that are perhaps overrepresented when it comes to our coverage. There's lots of stories about drinking, of course, but that's mm. probably to be expected since the segment it's is drinking actually called Drinking News. I mean, I've never personally made a bad decision when drinking, but, you know, some people do. Some people do. <laughs> and, yes, we do bring you more than just a few stories of people who commit criminal acts who are, let's just say... Less than highly intelligent. In fact, we actually considered calling this feature Crooks are Stupid uh, in the beginning. We did. Uh, but not all drinking stories involve a crime, and just like not all dumb crook stories involve drinking. Although, to be fair, most of them do. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but if there's. It's any, funny to laugh at bad guys. If there's any one thing that seems to show up an astounding majority of the time when we select another story to share with you on Drinking News. It's actually the re revelation of something geographical. Is it? Is it something about the region? Well, there are stupid people everywhere, Ian, doing stupid things. But when it comes to drinking news, you could get the impression that an overwhelming majority of these stories either involve someone who is from or actually take place in the sunshine state of Florida. Florida man. I'd just, work on the tuning of that a little uh, bit. But I like it. I like it. it it's it's my, got my promise. Intonation's a little off. It's got promise. Just a glance at the headlines tells you all that you need to know, often without even reading the full story. And I swear to you folks, all of these are real. Florida man found doing naked Florida somersaults. Man. <laughs> found doing naked somersaults in the middle of the road. 
Florida man calls his girlfriend by the wrong name during sex. Violence and his eventual arrest ensue. Florida man. This is turning into like that real men of genius kind yes. of thing. Oh, yeah, it totally is. <laughs> Florida man officials consider using radioactive material to Wait, pave roads. Hold on. Did you say Florida man officials? Yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> and, and by the way, I didn't write these headlines. These are ones I found. Florida man officials consider using radioactive material to pave roads. Florida man. It's getting Flor- better. Florida man once arrested for fighting a drag queen with a tiki torch runs for mayor. <laughs> Here's a good one. Florida man trapped in unlocked closet for two days. I swear these are real headlines. I swear. What do you even say to that? Yeah. Florida man leaves job at Burger King, steals all their nuggets because F it. Oh. Florida man. Florida man pulls out plastic badge and tells motorcyclist, I the police. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm laughing. (laughs) And one of my personal favorites. Florida man admits to killing goat and drinking its blood for pagan sacrifice. Would still like to be senator. Florida man. But as crazy as all of those are... They admittedly stand out because they are things that so few people would ever actually do. And that said, there is apparently a real problem in Florida that is much more common and seems to happen with great regularity. According to officials, they're constantly forced to rescue Florida man and Florida woman time after time because the Florida person in question drove around barricades that have been set up at low water crossings during floods and, of course, got themselves stuck. Well, I can make it through that. (laughs) Now, I know that it rains a lot in Florida. Heck, it rains a lot here in Houston, too. And, uh, you know, we have our own issues with flooding. In fact, my wife and I spent the night, this is true, several years ago in our car on the interstate during a storm because, not being from Florida, we figured out that going around the barricades into the deep water on the highway might not actually be the best idea. So there's an equation. Yeah. And the equation is this. My vehicle... Right. From the bottom of the tire where it touches the road <laughs> to the to the bottom of your vehicle has yeah. a certain amount of space. Sure. And a certain amount to the engine block. Right. And if your water exceeds that space, yeah. you start dramatically lowering the possibilities mm-hmm. of making it through said water and exceeding the design specifications of your vehicle. Right, right. And it's really true, by the way. My wife and I did spend the night on I-10 oh, yeah. in Houston because we couldn't get through the I, I, water dude, crossing and I, didn't try. I spent my night at a uh, shell station over <laughs> yeah. off of Kirby for the same reason one time. This is when I learned, by the way, that my wife <clears throat> always keeps a couple of granola bars in her purse at all times. She's a remarkably intelligent woman. Your, your wife is prepared for everything. She totally is. But back to Florida. The Just prob- so you know, when the zombie apocalypse happens, she's on my team. Okay, you got it. You got it. <laughs> um, back to Florida, though. The problem is apparently so acute there that lawmakers in Volusia County are considering enacting a statute that would levy heavy fines to motorists who drive around barriers and attempt a, to cross Florida roadways. A statute of idiocracy? 
<clears throat> yeah, during severe weather. Oh, see, you're going to love this because you haven't even heard the, the kicker yet. Offenders could be charged with a $2,000 fine for violating the law if it's passed. And the fines and rescue fees would be used to cover the cost of emergency services in the county. The council voted 7-2 to two to send the proposal back to the staff for more research. But they proposed that if the bill were to pass, they would likely change the name before it became law. And that is because the current name of the bill, and this is the best part, the stupid motorist law. <laughs> Reporting live from outside the Volusia <laughs> County Courthouse, where I'm holding a protest sign, not against the bill, but in favor of changing the name. Oh, please. Oh, please, Florida, please pass this bill, but use my suggestion for the name instead. The current name is not entirely appropriate. I instead propose ca- calling it the Dumbass motorist law. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Florida. My name is Cruz. (laughs) My name is Cruz, and that is your drinking news. Drinking news. That's our time for drinking news. Cheers, (laughs) y'all. So we put you through the paces on that one, didn't we? You know, uh, I I didn't. So I I started off with the idea last week of the Florida man, uh, Stinger, if you will. Yeah, well. Um, and uh, <laughs> I get a laugh from over here. And, uh, and I didn't have it quite developed. And then, you know, mm-hmm. frankly, I forgot to practice it at all. Mm-hmm. So uh, so today was good practice. And I think I got it just about dialed in by the end of that. Kind of know where you're headed with it now. Yeah. 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 All right. I like it. And you have to come no, up. No with, writer's block on that. You'll have to come up with a Florida woman one, too. For Occasionally, it's a Florida woman. <laughs> Florida Noted. Man. Uh, but you just have to love Florida man trapped in unlocked closet for that's, two days. That's the best. That's brilliant. It's absolutely that's brilliant. Uh, Ian, I got to tell you, speaking of brilliant, this rum. <laughs> we keep going back dude, to it. I'm, I'm serious. It's it's just fantastic. Now you're gonna have you to know, entertain. Uh, so I want to go ahead. Well, it's, it's funny because like again, I'm going ahead and pouring myself a little bit more of this because mm, rum. And uh, me of that uh, the the Cheech and Chong. A bit for Christmas, a little bit more for Santa Claus, a little bit more for Santa Claus. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What uh, about the, okay, class, it's time to turn in yeah. your essays. <laughs> I ain't turning no one in, Holmes. That's, oh, that's the some best. Good... <laughs> I haven't thought about that skit in a long time. That is so good. I mean, seriously, who doesn't have that mental image? Of them rolling up in the van from the movie. And, we're in the and they van's open on the fire. door and the van's like literally on <laughs> fire. The smoke pouring out. I mean, it's just hilarious. Just hilarious. Uh, it's time to do some uh, drinking here, Ian. Not that we haven't been already with the Botran 18. Uh, but this looks like a very Imperial interesting. Dream Eater is what it says. And it has <laughs> a beautiful artwork on it. It looks a little bit like an aardvark with horns. Mm-hmm, because that happens. And um and, and the uh, the streaks or clouds coming off it are going through a little skull. Mm-hmm. It's pretty interesting. We've had some good beer from these guys before. This is from the Burlington Beer Company. So I like the color Vermont. of this. I like the color of this beer already. It's a very delicate shade of black. In fact, I will. <laughs> I will have to go back and look through our notes, but I think we've had Imperial Dream Eater uh, in other years. Oh, I would have remembered this. Yeah. I think. Uh, well, it's it's pretty. It's pretty viscous, I can tell you that already. It, uh, this really does look like so you know you know <laughs> motor oil, not when you put it into your engine, but when you're draining out the old motor oil so you can do an oil change, that's what that looks like to me. You know, I always thought that motor oil looked a lot like beer. 
<laughs> see, I like that about you. You can see beer in anything. <laughs> Let's just. Okay, you know, so I just, just I'm, I'm looking for those positives, right? Yes, yes. You've I, tried absolutely. it already. I have not. I've only uh, uh, sampled it on the nose. Oh, okay, I got to tell you, on the nose, there's a little soy sauce going on. Yes, I know. It has <laughs> me. It has me a little bit worried. Yeah, I'm wondering because what year is this? We've had it's 2022. It's 2022. So it should be. There's okay. a little soy sauce going on on the nose. Let's see if that happens. When <laughs> you get, when you get, I'm, I'm watching you first. You're going to be the guinea pig on this one. Was well, so it? You're not making too much face. There's some soy sauce. Is, is it soy sauce? Yeah, there is some soy sauce. So, oh yeah, this would go great with sushi. So this is uh, again with the small print. You're gonna have to read that. It says uh, bourbon barrel aged imperial pastry stout with with cinnamon crunch cereal, coffee, vanilla, and milk sugar. So I get, I definitely get the cinnamon crunch cereal. Yeah, and maybe uh, I that's- definitely get the. Vanilla and milk sugar. I don't get a lot of coffee in there. Maybe the the cinnamon crunch cereal is what's leading me towards the soy sauce thing, though. Maybe my my taste. Oh no, it's it's definitely kind of got some up. soy sauce going on. It's it's coming in at eleven point five, and it's a twenty twenty two. Do so you like it, or does the so, does the soy sauce drive you away? Mm. It's. I'm afraid it might have turned. Yeah, and that's Slightly. that's crazy because it's, it's drinkable. We've, we've had imperial pastry sounds much older than this that have not gone soy. Oh God, it really just smells like soy sauce. It's drinkable. Uh, it, well, you know, so it's it smells like soy sauce and coffee, and that's not necessarily something you're looking for, though. No, not really. It's it doesn't smell good. It tastes better than it smells. Okay, but uh, but it's a little awkward. Okay, so I'm just going to tell you. You know how sometimes we'll drink, like uh, particularly the uh, uh, the don't don't do it, don't do it. Sometimes we'll drink, particularly the the bigger beers at the end of the show, right? Right. Uh, and then we'll go back to the spirit, and we'll go. Oh, uh, this ruins the rum. Oh, so don't, that so bad? don't yeah, don't do it. Uh, there, like, I feel like this is a smell the milk kind of thing. I kind of want to do it anyway. Kind of, yeah, right. Oh, I know. I know. It's like, does this smell bad to you? Like, or, smell my or, finger. Look at this. Does this look infected to you? Uh, so, uh, no, but honestly, you want you want to cleanse your palate before you go back to the rum. I'm not kidding. Do some of the strawberry blonde or, or something I'm, else. I, we drank everything else. <laughs> well, um, I'm really. You got a little of that Pilsner in Even with a palate cleanse, it just smells like soy sauce. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to leave that. I'm going to go, and and I'm uh, I'm incredibly surprised because Coffee and Burlington Beer Company is a very reputable brewery, and that's not old enough that it should have gone. No, it, it could have been maybe maybe. Plus, something, it was like a twenty dollar bottle. It could have gotten slightly um, contaminated or something. I mean, there could be a lot of things that happened. Right, well, Here's the truth: everybody makes a mistake once in a while. I'm afraid they made one here. We'll be right back. It's not going to dust. Welcome back at Smoking and Toasting, our program all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Uh, quite a show today. And occasionally so soy sauce. This, uh, this rum has been a huge hit for us on the show. It's fantastic. And I was expecting this Imperial Pastry Stout to be a huge hit. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think the more time we've spent with it, the less forgiving we are. You know how sometimes you spend a little extra time with something and you're like, oh, I can deal with that. Mm-hmm. This has the opposite effect. Mm-hmm. 
That's is, 100% true. This is like... And, and it, what's interesting is it was a relatively expensive bottle. It's from Burlington Beer Company. They're extremely reputable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's their 2022 Imperial Dream Eater. So this is not... It's only a year old. Oh, yeah, this... this And uh, we've had plenty of Imperial Stouts that were five, six, seven, oh, eight years old. It 12.07.2022. So it's right. six months old. Right. Five months old. That months should old. not be soy sauced already. It I know smells I, I know exactly I brought, like soy sauce. I know I brought some that I've held on to for a while. This is, that were this a little is you soy getting sauced. back at me for the Tubi last week, right? <laughs> that Tubi was <laughs> the awful, Tubi dude. 60? Yeah. But I don't know if well, we, we expected that to be good. Well, we weren't enjoying it right, because first off, this we as per that picture with the Tubi, we, we had our shirts on. Right. And on that picture, they didn't have any shirts on. And That's the one point. guy had the pour spout, and he was pouring it directly point. into his face. That's um, a very good point. But I feel like I feel like this might be you getting me back. Uh, you know what? It certainly wasn't my intention when I bought the <laughs> bottle. I can tell you that much. When I bought that bottle, I was like, oh, Ian's going to love this. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's an expensive just, joke at $20 yeah, yeah, a bottle. You're, you're absolutely right. Uh but uh, but no, I I, I still I st- you still hold the upper hand on the uh, well. I'm I'm sorry, my friend, that this beer didn't turn out as good as all of us were um, uh, anticipating. Now I'm it's, totally it's curious as to try something else from those guys because I have pretty high respect for Burlington Man, Beer. Company. I will tell you right now that if I pick up a beer, especially a barrel aged or something kind of outrageous. And I don't like it. It doesn't stop me from trying other stuff from that same company. That's good for you. It's good to know, and, and good a good point like, of view for you to have. Realistically, because hey, man, at least they have the <sighs> huevos to put something like this out. Yeah, no, you're right. And this could have gone bad in the bottle too. It could have. It could have been great at the brewery when they bottled it. Yeah, know? I mean, it could have gone bad. It could have been some kind of contamination or something that happened that's that's so minuscule, but. All of which reminds me. I think I've told you about sauce. this. I think I've told you about this, but. Um, here in uh, our hometown in Houston, uh, we have a, a brewery called Platypus Brewing, and I was over there with my wife and a friend a month or two ago, and they have a stout that is on the menu but is not one that they produce and, and can and send out, and you have to go try this because it's one of the best stouts I've ever had. I'm going to make that happen this week if yeah. they still have it, hopefully, because uh, be, I yeah. remember like making that mental note. i got to do that, and then I forgot. You're such a fan of that particular I, yeah, I love, style you know, of beer. I like the big beers, man. Big yeah. beers for me, I, I like all beers in general. <laughs> you know, Even our, even our second beer that we tried, the, the Swing, Swing was yeah. not – I mean, it's not my favorite. I wouldn't reach for it like – Again, but if you handed me one, it's fine. It's drinkable. But I love that beer. So just just so we're that being said, my least favorite of the beers today is still better than most macro brews in my mind, and that's uh, the uh, soy sauce stout. I don't even know about that. I so the other night I was at a uh, crawfish party uh, and my band was playing, um, and the only beer they had there at the beginning was Miller Lite, mm. and I drank one. You know what? Ice cold. If you have to drink a macro brew. That would be my recommendation, is Miller Lite. And it was at least drinkable <laughs> yeah. ice cold. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was at the... Uh, but then I actually left the party and went and got... My wife and I went to the uh, Louis Capaldi show um, at the 713 Music Hall this last week. Uh, it was a good show. Uh, except for the fact that there were this group of people standing off. I was leaning on the bar because that's where that's how I like to see a show. Yeah. So I just lean on the bar and watch. I, I don't need to get down in the front row and you know jockey for space. 
I'll just stand back, enjoy the music, and I'm right by the bartender when I need something. Uh, of course, they don't have a great beer selection there. In fact, the only really good beer they had was St. Arnold Art Car, and they were out of it. So uh, I, I did a love street and called myself lucky to do it. But I'm looking around at all these people, right? And, and I'm just seeing guys that have a kind of a hip look. They look like they know what they're doing. And they're walking around with these cans of Michelob Ultra. And I just want to say to them, why? Why would you spend money so on that? So Michelob Ultra is incredibly popular. It is. It's incredibly popular. It's it's, it's incredibly tasteless. Outlandishly popular. I have <laughs> friends uh, over in Austin. Some of the friends I was hanging out with over my birthday. Uh, they they do like triathlons and stuff like that, and that's all they drink. Yeah. Like they look for those low calorie beers. But while we were at Oscar Blues, by the way, Oscar Blues has a low calorie beer, ninety eight calories, and it's good, and it's way better than Michelob uh, Ultra. Yeah, all right. So that's that. Uh, that should be a show. We should do a show on the low cal beers. Low cal beers. We've mm-hmm. had a few that were that were pretty nice. Absolutely. Well, uh, we've had a lot of fun on today's show. Thank you guys so much for being here, and uh, I just. Uh, can't wait to invite you back for next week's show. We're smoking and toasting. We're all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. He's Ian Barry. I'm Cruz on the uh, Wheels of Steel, uh, Mr. Terry, and we've had a wonderful week. Thank you, guys, and we'll see you next week on Smoking and Toasting. Whatever happens, don't leave it so soon. It's alright when it's okay.